Welcome back to another episode of The Hostel. I'm your host, Sean, and with me once again, like always, is Logan Crum. How you yes. doing? <laughs> Here I am. I'm doing well. Um, some te- technical difficulties and <laughs> I messed up our first recording. It got corrupted. I didn't save it correctly. Something happened. And, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> live and learn, I suppose. So we're back here with episode 13, which is episode 12 for you, but 13. So we're going to rehash <laughs> the things that we had talked about yesterday. And uh, yeah, we'll get this episode out on time. Everything's going to be okay. So uh, you just got to get your reps in and, and talk about the uh, same thing over and over every once in a while. Yeah, we're doing we're doing chest day today, and we just did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we're doubling down on the on the topic, but yeah, it's it is a great topic, and I feel like talking through it yesterday um, in our first recording, we were able to sort of make a little bit more sense out of it or clear up some confusion confusion points. Um, so maybe maybe this will be better for that. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to salvage my dignity here. <laughs> I think it's I think it can be a good thing. It's OK. No big deal. But today what we're going to talk about is the Chancenkarte, which is sounds French, but it's German. And it is essentially like a green card to migrate into Germany. And this is relevant to us because that's where we are eventually going to be migrating. So, yes. Yeah, it's something that's existed since. Uh, 2020, there is a, there was a thing called the skilled workers immigration act. It was filed in 2020, right? The same time as the pandemic started, actually funny enough, March, 2020, Hmm. but anyway, they're going to, they're going to change it around and they're, they're adding this new point system to the immigration act so that if you want to move to Germany and you're from a non EU country, and you get a, an X amount of points, then you can qualify to essentially move there and migrate there permanently. And it's uh, so the total amount of points you need is it's six points. Yep, six points. And the reason that they're doing this is because there's all these job vacancies. They need quote unquote skilled workers to move to Germany. They've 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 got a, a yeah, like a vacancy in the working industry or whatever there. So they're they're opening their borders a little bit. They're they're relaxing it, um, relaxing their laws a little bit. They had a meeting a month ago, and the federal foreign administrator, Annalena Baerbock, said that she wanted to quote unquote turn the legislation upside down. They have a total of 1.74 million vacant positions, according mm-hmm. to the Institute for Employment Research. And they're looking at implementing all of this stuff by the end of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's uh, an economy, like, l- looking to grow, I guess, and, like, looking to continue building and, and innovating and improving everything, um, you know, as far as infrastructure and medicine and <laughs> I mean, everything we'll, we'll talk about the different fields that are involved here with quote skilled, skilled work. Right. Um, and I mean, I, th- I think that's accurate as far as, uh, Annalena Baerbach, she, she wants to turn it upside down and 
it's, I mean, for us, it's a pretty big deal potentially. Um, we'll talk about mm-hmm. if it impacts our plans or if it could impact our plans, if things change. Um, so yeah, what do we want to talk about here? So, uh, I know like there's the criteria, um, specifically on the opportunity card. Um, yeah, I think the criteria is definitely good. So yeah, the, uh, so essentially what they're going to look at is your qualifications, your educational qualifications, your experience, Mm -hmm. working experience, how old you are, how well you speak the German language, whether or not you've lived in Germany and whether or not your spouse has any of these points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, this sort of, this begins to speak to the intentions of the reform. Um, Mm -hmm. so for example, that first criterion is the, uh, the qualifications and, um, on our little bingo card here, uh, it's, it's qualifications with a little graduation (laughs) cap. Uh, so it's described as up to six points. If you have a formal foreign qualification and it's recognized in Germany. So, I mean, first thing that comes to mind would be four-year degree, and then we discussed this yesterday. It's unclear um, whether you get, you know, four points for a four-year degree, and then maybe if you have a master's, you get the full six points. I know in Germany for a lot of, um, you know, fields that require education, a lot of times they do prefer, like like in my field in computer science, um, in informatic they often look for a master's degree whereas Mm. here in the u.s a similar position they might still be fine with a bachelor's um but so that that would be my guess six points for the master's i think it makes Um, sense yeah and then building on that uh you have the experience which is a little briefcase and then the ticking clock (laughs) so um, up to three points if you have work experience that matches your formal qualifications. So, mm-hmm. again, extending my example with computer science and IT, um, you know, if we're, if we're totaling it out. Um, so, a four-year degree gives me four points. And then I get, I guess, two points um, for the relevant work experience. Um, that's assuming that it's one point per year. Right. Which I think it is because I, I, I remember reading that they were looking for people that had about three years of experience or more. Mm-hmm. That's their yeah. uh, sort of priority. And again, the total you need to meet here is six. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. so um, maybe you only have one year of experience, maybe you have zero, but maybe you have a bachelor's or a master's that gives you four or already six points just for having the master's. Mm-hmm. Um and so the next category you touched on is the age. So you get two points if you're under 35 um, and one point if you're between 35 and 40. So you only get points if you're 40 or younger with preference for <clears throat> professionals under 35. And this speaks again to their intentions. So they're looking for people with experience. Um, they want people to get in and get rolling and start, you know, uh, contributing with their work. And they are also looking for people with qualifications, you know, um, for the same reason they want, uh, there's a preference for professionals here. And Mm. then the other intention that we see here is they're looking again. We talked about this in an earlier episode. They're looking to answer this 
problem of a graying population, a graying workforce, um, which is, I guess that would be the, the cause, I guess, of that symptom of job vacancies, mass job vacancies. So yeah, the, the fourth point, um, would be up to three points if you speak German and have an official certificate. So Sean, you ha- you can speak to this. I don't have any certification. I got a German right. minor, um, but you have some sort of German language certification. Isn't that right? I would assume in order to get any points, you would have to get a certification. I can't imagine that you could just say that you have fluency or whatever and they would do it mm-hmm. but yeah i got i'm certified c1 fluent so i'm assuming that because you know that's usually the if you want to get a job in regular speaking sort of realms or whatever then you need to have at least c1 a lot of times they accept b2 or even b1 um but yeah so i assume that that means c1 which is usually registered as fluent And to do that, to get something like that, you have to register usually with the government. They have all these different types of um, examinations and like vocal tests that you can do. There was the one that I did and got mine was a speaking proficiency. So and that was enough for my um, certification. I don't believe that they usually don't test you in writing. And if they do, it's usually just, you know, specific jobs will like that require you to write a bunch or have, be like very technical with the language. Then they'll require you to have like a writing certificate or something. Usually it's just mm-hmm. like you have to have a speaking qualification. And okay. I assume that three points would be C1. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's a good point looking at the the jobs themselves. Um and like the jobs out there that you can apply to and what they're looking for in terms of your German capabilities. So, right. Okay. Well, yeah. And the next criteria, uh, neither of us would meet this, but you get a point if you have previously lived in Germany for at least six months. Um, and, um, for example, I know Reese would meet this since he studied in Leipzig, uh, and finally, yes, yeah, spouses. So you get one point if your spouse also meets the requirements for an opportunity card. Um, so that, I guess, just makes it <clears throat> a bit easier for you to bring your spouse along. Um, if, you know, maybe you are married to someone and they haven't had a previous stay in Germany. Well, they're married to you, so um, they'll get that point. Um, or, you know, maybe they don't have the German and they're they're a point below or a point behind, I guess, then... Um, then that'll help them out. So yeah, right. essentially what we're gathering here is, um, this is <clears throat> pretty light requirements are pretty easy to, uh, fulfill. Um, if, if you've been thinking about doing this, I'm assuming, you know, with G- Germany specifically, then you've been learning some German language or else, you know, um, you've thought about, getting a degree because I know in Germany that they do have a preference for people with degrees and, um, in the workforce typically, um, because as we'll see some of these skilled jobs also include, um, things that might, you know, you, you might not get a degree for, but maybe a, 
uh, what do you call it, an apprenticeship or on the job yeah. training right. <clears throat> or different certifications. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Do you it's want to cool. dig into the, let me see, the jobs that fall under their umbrella of skilled labor? Yeah, it's it's really big, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of jobs that are kind of under that umbrella of quote-unquote skilled labor. Whenever I was first reading about it, I was thinking, I don't know if I even qualify because, you know, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a computer scientist. I don't, you know, you would assume that it's something really technical, like, yeah, like architecture even, or like being a doctor. But it's like, I mean, honestly, it's pretty much everything. What they have listed here, and, and these aren't just the jobs. These are the job categories. There's quote unquote green jobs. There's uh, doctors, nurses, engineers, IT specialists, uh, nature scientists. So like chemists, um, developers, pharmacists. All uh, the physical sciences are pretty much included under that, which I thought was crazy. (laughs) So not just professionals, but also like academics and and researchers. Yeah. And then they have hand workers. So construction workers, builders, metal and electricians, um, wood workers. Um, they have Kunststoff, which is, I assume like, you know, art worker, like hmm. designer, I, I'd assume like graphic design. I'll look it up. And then they have grocers. So yeah, Leibniz Mittelhandwerk. Grocers. Um, oh, it's plastic. Kunst- textile workers. Plastic. Kunststoff. Plastic. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> some interesting uh, false cognate there. S- synthetics. Um, yeah. So the idea is, I guess, that it's Kunst, so it's like synthetic or artificial. Like you make it rather than it being natural. Right, right. And then they have graphic designers down at the bottom. Leather nice. hand workers, textile workers. So it's it's pretty much everything. And then if you click into here into green jobs, you're like, what's a green job? And I can click in. What is a green job? And it says more. There is machine builders. Um IT specialists, hand workers, engineers, basically any type of job for the green industry, as in clean energy, just, you know, anything that has to do with sustainability or any com- company that is involved in sustainability in any any way. So it's kind of crazy. Um, it says that there's about... 300,000 people right now that are employed in Germany in green energy jobs. And 2.2 million solar panels in Germany. I don't know. I don't know what that means. It seems like a lot for a small area. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, (laughs) 81 million people. You got to think how many households are there. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. So I assume a maybe a maybe an installer, somebody who installs solar panels or works at a solar energy plant, that mm-hmm. would be under green jobs. 
It's pretty cool. So it's pretty much everything. Moral of the story, it's basically every type of job that might require some kind of apprenticeship or degree and some that don't even sound like they would need. I mean, you have grocer, graphic designer, um, just like a construction worker. I'm sure you need certifications, but that's more of like a like an apprenticeship on like onboard training type of thing seeming. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's not um, it's not as specific as I was sort of expecting it to be. And if you're not even looking at moving to Germany, but I know, I mean, how many people have you met that are like, oh, I want to move to Europe? But, you know, most places are pretty hard to move to. And I think Germany is one of the top places, if not the top place in Europe for American expats to want to work and move. Yeah. I, be- I believe yeah. it's more, it's even more so than like France and the UK. Well, in in many ways, it's I mean the heart of the EU, um, right? And 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 it is I mean at the very least it's a it's a leader in the union, um, Germany that is, and so uh, whether that matters to you or not, it's in the EU. So I mean, if you want to live in Europe, I mean, getting a, a way to work in Germany that's a great place to start, even if you want to end up somewhere else like France. I mean, um, yeah once you're in and once you have residency and then eventually, you know, if you're looking at getting citizenship, we've talked before about the new citizenship laws that are being drafted and how they're trying to make it easier, um, to get the dual citizenship as well. Um, and that does apply to Americans. So, you know, maybe you, you start off with the Chanson Carta and then you work your way and then you're a resident for a while. Um, and, and then next thing you know, I mean, God, I think it was like four years is the new system they're proposing. Four mm-hmm. years if you meet certain criteria, like having an education, having some German, um, <clears throat> then you're in. I mean, and, and it used to be you have an EU passport. Eight, so you eight, can, yeah, yeah, eight, eight, and I think I think it used to be eight with like potentially if you had like fluent German, you could get six six years, you could get citizenship, right. and it's far shorter period now with um or sorry it will be if this legislation goes through Mm -hmm. Um, it still has to go through two different houses mm -hmm. um it's gotten pretty far as is and they already had the skilled workers immigration act in 2020 that had already passed so you know I, i don't believe that i would expect this not to go through i mean it would it seems like it would have to have a lot of opposition for it not to go through by the end of the year. And Olaf Scholz, yeah. the new chancellor, seems to be pretty supportive of it. He's been he's been doing a pretty. I'm a I'm a kind of a fan of him now, to be honest. <laughs> well, when it comes to this stuff, I'm I'm definitely about it. Yeah, biased. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they've got a strong coalition. Um. And it seems like a lot of support, as you say. So I'm, I've got my fingers crossed, but um, I'm hopeful, uh, more hopeful than <laughs> than I have been in in some uh, legislative matters in the U.S. So if, right. if that means anything at all, <laughs> right? For for what it's worth, yeah, super yeah. super good news for us. Potentially really good news for other people. 
mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not Germany was ever in your sights, it's looking like it might be the easiest place to migrate to other than if you're an American, the Netherlands. And that was something we didn't talk about last time, but you know, I suppose we should talk about it a little bit. The The only other country that I can think of that's as easy to move to as Germany is the Netherlands. But the only thing is about the Netherlands is that there's only one really, quote unquote, like easy way to get into the Netherlands. And you don't necessarily get a, a like a green card or like a chanson card type thing. You get a you can get a residency visa. But they have this thing called the American-Netherlands Friendship Treaty, where if you invest 4,000 euros in the Netherlands in starting your own company and you register your company, you register as a partnership or proprietorship or whatever, and you'll have rights to do business in the EU, but you can, yeah, you can essentially become a resident of uh, the Netherlands by doing that. And it's pretty straightforward. And it's only if you're an American wow. citizen and it's pretty easy, really straightforward. I know, I know of people that have decided there was this person that I had, uh, I'd seen and he was a American kid and he was 19 years old and he had done a semester in Sevilla, Spain and he loved mm-hmm. it. He fell in love with it and he was like, I'm going to move to Sevilla, Spain after I graduate. He was dead set on it. And he wanted to open a brewery. That's what he wanted to do. He was like, I'm going to open a brewery in Sevilla, Spain, period. So for the next couple of years, he had created this business plan and projected it to investors and had gone looking for somebody who would sponsor him, essentially. And he finally found somebody who would finance this little endeavor that he wanted to do. And before he went to Sevilla, he actually went to the Netherlands and he registered his business in the Netherlands, and then he moved to the Netherlands through the uh, Netherlands American Friendship Treaty. Lived there for, I don't know how long he lived there. It was at least a year. But he was working with his investor while he was there, and he was going back and forth between Sevilla and the Netherlands until he got residency and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in the Netherlands, like in Spain. And then he had ended up moving from the Netherlands to Spain. So that is a way to do it. But that's only really if you want to start a business. But this Chansenkarte in Germany, this is like, if you want to just get out and be a a builder, then you can do it. And it's, I mean, if you've got a, a PhD, regardless of if you speak any German or not, you can probably do it. If this goes through. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It, it'll be, it will be seen how many they accept because I can imagine they'll accept a a specific amount per year and you'll have to apply. Yeah. And it'll of course be dependent on your field. So it, the, the criteria are very specific about this. If you have a degree um, and then you have professional experience, you're not going to get, so you're not going to get credit for one or the other if they're unrelated. Um, Right. And so that's something to keep in mind. And what is the verbiage? So again, you get up to six points if you have a formal foreign qualification and it's recognized in Germany. So whether that's like in, in um, more IT, IT versus software, um, like a CompTIA 
certification. I don't know if that's internationally recognized, but I assume it is. Um, if you have a cert like that, or, you know, um, if you're, gosh, I don't know, a, a journeyman electrician or something. Um, but then you don't have, you have the three years as a plumber or something like that. Um, I don't know that might apply to like contractors or something. Um, but just keep that in mind, I suppose. And, and I will say, um, to ramble on here with my plan being to pursue a master's degree anyways, um, that, that is still, I mean, to harp on this again, it's a really easy way to go about integrating and eventually getting citizenship again, especially if the new legislation for citizenship goes through. Um, and they want you to come and get your degree for free and then, um, you know, going to work for the workforce as a specialist and contribute with a good cut of your taxes. Right. Um, and so that's, that's still a good route. Um, but I don't know, maybe you find it difficult to, to find work. Well, if you go and then you get your master's with this opportunity card, you already, I assume, qualify for the for the opportunity card if you go to yeah. Germany and get your master's. So, exciting stuff, um, for sure. Now, Sean, does this, so how does this, if at all, impact your plans? This could potentially impact my plans because what I'm expecting to do is I'm wanting to go to Germany as a uh, on a working uh, working permit is what my um, what my initial sort of entrance is going to be. If this was a thing, if this was a thing right now, I would apply for it definitely. Because the thing is, is that a working permit doesn't really guarantee you to stay essentially. And having a card like this, basically, it just gives you more flexibility more like time flexibility I suppose whereas mm -hmm. if you go and it and there's there's you know I'm, I'm going to be eventually applying for a different type of visa I'm not going to get into that super deep right now but eventually I'm going to be applying for a different type of visa but even that kind, kind of visa that I was going to get getting a visa rather than getting this like quote-unquote opportunity card is it's a yearly renewed thing. So most visas that you get are renewed every year. And it's, it, the only thing is, is, and, and also with this opportunity card, it's, we don't know exactly what all the details are going to be. It, it has to be debated and they have to vote on it and, and it could change. Th little things could change until it actually comes out to be true. But it looks like this is going to give a lot more flexibility for people who want to permanently migrate, especially if they come out with the new changes in passports. So if I can get if I can have dual citizenship in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and Germany, which I cannot have that right now, that is that's a game changer because then you don't right. have to worry about anything, like nothing at all. If I can get a, a passport in Germany, I can live anywhere in Europe. And I don't even have to have a job. I mean, I want to have a job. I want to be working essentially, but 
I don't know, some people, we know people who have migrated to the, like for the United States, for example. And mm-hmm. if you lose your job right before your visa is about to renew, you can really good chance you can get deported from something like that. And that's just something that oh, yeah. if you're trying to migrate somewhere permanently, you don't want to have to worry about that kind of stuff. So it doesn't change my plan, but it makes me feel a lot more comfortable that things are going to work out essentially Some security. if this goes through. Yeah. It's security. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's always good. Some peace of mind. Um, and it, and it gives you some like some breathing room or yeah, or ju- yeah, just security so that you feel more ready to like to chase that and to, to get out. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I sort of touched on this for me. I don't know that it necessarily changes my plans. I, I was really excited about this cause I think it's a, it's a good thing. Um, and maybe it's not great specifically for me, but I, I agree. It gives me maybe a little bit more security. So, um, you know, in case things don't work out pursuing a master's degree in Germany, like, I don't know, anything could happen. And it's just another, it's another route I could go. I right. guess. Right. Right. Another chance. <laughs> you get another chance. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Man. And, uh, I think honestly, we should probably keep this a short episode since we're rehashing a lot of stuff that we already did. And, uh, yeah, I think this, this, I wanted to make this kind of a more informational episode. Um, if you guys have any questions about it, um, it's not like we're flooded with questions or anything like that. So yeah, at everywhere that we post this, there's going to be a link to add a comment and like, obviously, um, if anybody has any information that they want us to look into or anything new, we always, uh, always like to look deeper into this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Nice call out. Yeah, absolutely. We, we would love to, uh, <laughs> to be also corrected on anything if we mess any of it up, um, <laughs> yeah. because it's, it's important to us. So yeah. Yeah. Don't I don't want to be out there spreading misinformation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Um, hopefully this stuff goes through. I agree. Good, good, short, informative, (laughs) really knocked it out. Felt good. So, uh, (laughs) all right, Logan, (laughs) it was a good chat. Good chat, Sean. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. All right. See you next week. Bye.